For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, Taylor Hall signs a four-year contract extension, and could Braden Holtby be between the pipes for the Bees next season? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and Apple Podcasts. The Boston Bruins signed Taylor Hall to a four-year contract extension with a cap hit of $6 million. Now, he had eight goals and six assists for 14 points in 16 games for the Bees uh, after the trade with Buffalo. And now that he signed, Don Sweeney can turn his attention to David Krejci and Tuka Rask. And I haven't really heard much on the negotiations for with uh, Krejci or Rask. Uh, we should know more in the coming days with free agency starting up. So hopefully they get a deal done. And, you know, they're probably waiting for Rask to get a surgery done and then negotiate a new contract. I mean, I don't expect the contract to be hu- be a huge contract. Maybe two or three years. Maybe at, like, maybe f- three or four mil. I don't know. But I don't expect a really big deal coming to Tuka Rask. Or a big payday, for that matter. David Krejci could be signed to a three- or four-year deal to match Hall. And I don't expect anything longer than that. And probably in the same ballpark around five or six million. So that's what I'm thinking right now. And the thing is, they got to get these three guys signed. Especially Krejci now. Because Krejci and Hall is going to be... Is going to be one of your top, is going to be a top line next year. Not a top line, but, you know, it's going to be that second score, uh, secondary scoring that the Bruins actually really need. You know, because after, after that second line, you know, you really don't have anybody there. You know, you do have Charlie Coyle. Yeah, he's good for maybe 10 to 15 goals for the season, but still, you still need, you know, you need more, more firepower or more, more goal scoring up front. And with Taylor Hall signed and possibly Krejci and possibly, you know, getting getting Smith on that line, maybe they can turn turn some heads and we the Bruins could have actually two legitimate scoring lines. So everything should be working out. And hopefully David Krejci signs. If not, then I see possibly if, you know, Krejci decides to walk and go somewhere else, take a bigger contract, take, you know, a better for a better deal. I would have to say maybe Jack Stanika takes takes that spot or John Beecher who who's, who's been playing at the University of Michigan. 
So I really see, you know, it's it's really important that the Bruins get this get this deal done with David Krejci. You know, other than that, I don't I don't really see child uh, Charlie Coyle being a a top a number two center. You know, maybe 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 the Bruins pull off some type of miracle and bring in Jack Jack Eichel, but that's going to be a really high price tag. What are they going to have to give up to get Jack Eichel? And you know what? I'm gonna. You might as well not even not even talk about Jack Eichel coming to the Boston Bruins. You you just can't because the price tag is going to be way too high. They're going to want a Pasternak, or they're going to want a they're going to want a McAvoy. They're going to want picks. They're going to want prospects. They're going to want a lot of things. So just throw that off the table, and you might as well go in house if David Krejci doesn't sign with a John Beecher, or go with you know. A Jack Stanika, you know, as your as your centers. But who knows what's going to happen once free agency starts, and we won't know until you know until they get a deal done. Now the Bruins are going to be are going to have to find somebody in free agency because Jeremy Lazan was selected by uh, by the Seattle Kraken. Now this is going to impact the Bruins lineup for for death perspective alone. I mean, he's a significant loss on the PK. And with a thin left-side defensive group, Boston is losing a rugged, tough, competitive player with plenty of size. And, you know, how are they going to do this? I mean, now the Bees are going to have to go out and find his replacement, and hopefully they find it in a veteran through free agency. I mean, nobody in Providence is ready to step up in a top-six role for the big club. Nobody, nobody, I mean, unless Vakaninen, you know, is penciled in there, you know, with Miller retiring. So basically that defensive core is going to need some help. And to be honest, I, I think that they really need to go, go into free agency and find that veteran defenseman. Because, you know, I don't know if Jerry, you know, if Tenorti is going to be, be out there, you know, you're going to have Connor Clifton. Yeah, you're going to have him in there too. But still, they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to try and find somebody in free agency. Because I don't see anybody, you know, any Providence Bruin stepping up right now. Nobody, nobody's, you know, nobody's going to crack the lineup if they're lucky. You know, the only way a Providence Bruins player or defenseman is going to get a chance is if there's injuries. So that's their only problem. They're going to have to go out and get a defenseman, a veteran defenseman through free agency. Now, there is now two, not two Rask, but along the same lines, I'm thinking, I'm not, I don't know why I threw Tuka out there to begin with. I don't know. Uh, Zidane Chara is still sitting out there. So maybe you bring Chara, Chara back. Who knows? But, you know they're gonna they're gonna have some holes to fill on defense, and the thing is with the defense, you know you're gonna be in trouble because guess what, you're not gonna have you know you're gonna pro- you're not gonna have Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask is gonna be out at least until February, and what does that mean with with the goal you know with the goaltending? I mean, as far as the, if they can get Krejci signed, right? They get Krejci signed, and they're they're good. All right, they're good with goal scoring right now, and hopefully they can get lines two and three or lines three and four to to contribute to to the goal scoring. Now the question is going to be that that blue line, 
you know, yeah, you're going to have McAvoy. You're going to have Zaboral back there. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have Grizzlick back there. You're going to have Carlo back there. You're going to have a lot of really good players. But still, you're going to need that. I want them to sign that. Sign a veteran. Find that veteran. Suter's out there. You know, I wouldn't be too surprised if the Bruins went out and got Suter. Um, you know, and the other thing is, you know, the goaltending. The goaltending is going to be a big question mark with with Tuka Rask being out for at least until February. And the Bruins have been talking with Van, with Vancouver regarding Braden Holpe. Now, I, I don't know how intense they've gotten in trade negotiations, but I suspect that it's going to continue as Don Sweeney looks for an experienced goaltender, you know, to come in while Tuka Rask is recovering from a surgery. Now, the thing is, I don't think it's going to happen because Holpe's contract and salary and the salary cap. So who knows what's going to happen with that one? I really don't know. Um, one of the things, you know, you can possibly say is that the Bruins should just go with a Swayman Vladar tandem to start the season. And you know what? Give the two give the kids a chance. That's what I'm thinking. You gotta give the kids a chance to, you know, not not that I'm I don't want to say develop, but you know, get some NHL experience. I mean, both kids played really well in the regular season with with injuries to to Halak and to um and to Rask. And it was um and it was these two guys actually helped save the season last year. So I would expect that they would actually play, you know, play a couple of, at least split the first part of the season. You know, because, you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah, you can bring in Holpe, but you're going to be paying, you're going to have his contract. While you're also going to have to pay Tuka Rask. You're going to have to pay money to David Krejci. You know, you're going to spend money. You're going to have to pay a free agent, defense, veteran defenseman. All right? So, basically, they're just better off with Swayman and Vladar to start the season. Now, there's been talk about Swayman spending the entire season in Providence. Now, I can tell you right now, there's probably a lot of fans out there that are probably freaking out right now because, you know, they don't want Tuka Rask in goal for the Bruins. They want Swayman. And, you know, here's the thing. You know, let's just say Tuka Rask comes back from injury. What do you do with the two goaltenders? Do you send Swayman down? Do you send Vladar back to Pro- to Providence? Who knows what's going to happen with that situation? But right now, I have a feeling that the Bruins would be better off with a Swayman-Vladar tandem to start next season. Simple as that. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, who knows? Maybe... You know, Swayman, who had this spectacular, you know, run, you know, run in the in the stretch run towards the playoffs. And he basically, you know, he he was great. But who knows what would happen? You know, let's just say the season starts in October and Swayman basically has has doesn't show that shine he had, you know, back late in late last season. You know, let's just say he goes in and he's like get you know, basically sucks. You know, the same with Vladar. So, I don't know. I, I just think that maybe Swayman and Vladar should just start the season. Don't bother. Don't spend any money on a backup goaltender. I mean, if they really wanted some insurance, 
as a backup or backup insurance, they would have re-signed Yaroslav Halak. So my guess is that they're going to go with the Swayman Vladar to start the season, and then one of those two guys is going to go down and when Tuka Rask comes back. I mean, that's gonna, that, that's a simple situation to that one. Now, the Boston Bruins, of course, we had the NHL, um, NHL expansion draft, and the Bruins lost good old um, our, our friend Jeremy Lausanne. And now, Friday, it was the the uh, the um, entry draft. Wow, got a brain fart with that one. And the Bruins did. They picked 21st overall in the draft. And they got a skilled winger uh, named Fabian Lysel. Now, he's from he's from Swede. He's a, he's a Swede. He's a Swedish player. He's a right wing. He's 5 feet, 11 inches, 175 pounds. So, and basically, he was the ninth-ranked European skater. So, you know, this, you know, this draft was, I, I would say this was a pretty good draft. I'm hoping that this, this doesn't turn out to be the draft of 2015, but you got to remember that the Bruins in 2015 had three straight picks on all row, in a row. I think it was 14, 15, and 16, or 13, 14, and 15. I don't know, but we all know that one. It was Zach Seneshin, Jake DeBrusque, and Zaboro. Those players are still with the team, but still, they still haven't, really shown up you know none of them have shown up the brusque has had his has has had some bright spots but he's been on the um let's just say he, he's been in the doghouse for for a while not only with cassidy but he's also been in the doghouse with the fans so who knows but i i kind of like this pick this kid is pretty decent um so he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty decent young player and I'm looking really for I'm looking forward to seeing what this could do de- what this kid could do. All right. Especially with the North America I mean the kid the kid's got still has to learn the North American style. But I think the Bruins did pretty well with 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 this pick. A really good with this pick. Now the Boston Bruins went with the eighty fifth pick overall. Uh from the Oshawa Generals. They chose Brett Harrison. Now he's a center. So he should be he should be pretty decent. As a matter of fact, maybe maybe he he shines a light in a couple. Maybe he could be like a young superstar for the Boston Bruins in a couple of years. Maybe even taking over for a or for a Bergeron or a Krejci at some point. He's six foot two, uh, one hundred eighty five, and he played with the Oshawa Generals last season, and he was the fiftieth ranked North American skater. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what this kid could do. You know, he still has another year of juniors and then possibly playing for the Providence Bruins. And then maybe once, once you know, David Krejci or Patrice Bergeron hang up their skates, maybe this kid will come in and uh, be another be another superstar for the Bruins. So I kind of liked, I kind of like this one, you know. So I really enjoyed, you know, you know, I'm gonna enjoy to see what this kid could do. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with with this kid. He he looks he's got he's got size. He's got some he's got a pretty decent size. So, and then the Bruins with the 117th pick overall, they went with a goaltender, Phillips Svedback. I think that's how you spell his name or 
say his name. He's from Sweden. Um, he's a Swedish goaltender. He's six feet three, so he's got size in net. 192 pounds, and he catches left. Um, so, you know, they went with goaltending here. Uh, he was drafted by the USHL's uh, Dubuque Fighting Saints. So he's going to be playing here, Nina. He's going to be actually playing here in the in the U.S. So hopefully we'll we'll get a chance to see uh, hear more f- from him uh, as the season goes on. Maybe maybe go to the website, see how he's doing. But he's going to play be playing some gold. He's going to be goaltending in the in the um, in the states. So he's going to he's going to be able to adapt to the North American style. Uh, the the next one, the 149th pick in the draft, was well, hold on, 149th pick in the draft. The 140 pick, the 149th pick overall in the draft was um, was a kid by the name of Oscar Jelvik. I believe that's his name, and he's an off he's an offensive player. He's being been described as an offensive player. Uh, he's a left. He plays left side. So you know, maybe maybe that left side, you know, is a good thing. He's five feet eleven, hundred seventy nine pounds, and he was ranked a hundred. He was the hundred and second ranked European skater. So you know, they're making some. You know, you, you can't really say anything about the draft. You know, you can talk a little bit about how these kids are and everything else, but you know, you really you really don't know. As a Bruins fan, you don't know, really don't know a lot about any of these kids. You know, once these kids, you know, you have to actually see these kids. You got to see them playing, you know, whether they're playing in college or they're playing, you know, or in Providence or someplace. But you really, with the European players, you really don't know what you're getting yet. That's what the fans want. You know, once, once these guys get to, once these guys get to Providence, I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure that once these guys get to Providence, we'll be able to know what kind of players these guys are going to turn out to be, because you really can't track them when they're in, when when they're when they're when they're playing in Europe. You really can't track them. Now the next the next pick in the draft was uh, the one hundred eighty first pick overall was a kid by the name of Ryan Mast. Now he's six foot four, and basically he's he's a he's basically almost what they what they're saying is that they're saying that this kid is a is a is like basically a clone of Brandon Carlo, which is kind of a good thing. Uh, he's a defenseman. He, he's like he said, he's six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds, and he's the eighty ninth ranked North American skater. So that's pretty good, you know. And you know when when they started talking about how how this kid was with, um, you know, how he's like Brandon Carlo, I'm kind of like that's great. You know, somebody, somebody, somebody's, we know what this kid's game, what this kid's going to bring. That, that's all we need is this, we know what this kid's going to bring. And hopefully within the next couple of years, he's going to get a shot. You know, you know, he's, he's similar to Brandon Carlo. So I'm going to look forward to watching this kid. Now there's another one. We move on to the 213th pick overall from the U.S. National Development Program. We have a center. Uh, by the name of Andre Gasso. He's six foot four. He's a six foot at 200, 205 pounds. Now he's a California kid. 
and he's going to be pl- he's going to play for Fargo of the United States Hockey League this season, and then he's going to go off to Boston College. So he's going to be playing in the backyard, and it's going to be great because Don Sweeney's going to actually get a chance to see this kid up close a couple of times, probably. You know, he'll be able to you know make the make the run over there to to BC. You know, check out a few games there. Check out a few games, you know, at Northeastern. He's gonna be able. He's gonna be able. To, Don Sweeney's actually gonna be able to chance to watch this kid. So every time I see, I hear about a kid that goes, that's gonna go further into, co- you know, that's gonna actually play play college hockey. I look forward to it because that means that he's actually gonna skip. He's actually gonna skip maybe one or two years of playing in Providence. He's probably, you know. He's probably going to get a, a decent shot, you know, when his when he says his college career is over, he's going to get a legitimate shot. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what this kid could do. I mean, like I said before, with the other with some of the other centers that were drafted. This kid could probably step up and take the place, and hopefully he'll take the place of a David Krejci or a Patrice Bergeron. You know, and maybe hopefully you know, we have, you know, we have this kid, you know, the kid Oscar Jelvik, you know, he's a left winger. He's five feet 11, a five feet 11 left winger. And I know probably some of you are saying, you know, probably saying he's too short. Well, there's another left winger on the Boston Bruins who's a little bit shorter than him. And he wears number 63. But I'm really looking forward to seeing some of these kids, you know, keeping an eye on the, on their careers. And then we have Ty Gallagher, uh, who was picked uh, 217th overall. He's another he's another um, he's another kid playing at a Boston playing at a Boston um, Boston institution. He's going to be playing his hockey at Boston University. So I'm really looking. You know, he's. Um, He's a kid. He play, he's a kid that played for the U.S. national team. He's a defenseman. He's six foot even, um, you know, 190 pounds, you know, and he was ranked 53rd in the in North America. And like I said before, great to see these kids playing playing college hockey, and to be and they they've got that one step. To be honest, if you're going to play in if you're going to go play in college, the one thing you you got going for you while you were in college is you're a step ahead of some of those junior players already. You're probably way ahead of those junior players already. So, you know, if any of these kids going to college, any of these kids that go to college, you know, are already going to have a step up up, above a lot of these kids who are playing juniors or even some of those kids who are playing in Europe. They're going to be way ahead of the game right now. And the thing is... You know, you take, you know, you even take a Charlie McAvoy or a or a Charlie Coyle, you know, who have played college hockey in Hockey East, which is one of the top con- conferences in the country, you know, or John Beecher, John Beecher. All right. Now, granted, last year it was a shortened season. He missed some of the season, I believe, due to covid. And then he had an injury towards the end of the year, but still, he's got a he's he's basically going to be in Providence next year, and he was only so I think it was only like his sophomore sophomore after he left after his sophomore season. So any player, I mean, the thing is, and I'll be honest with you guys, 
I don't like it when I when I when I follow to follow a college team like like UConn, and I see these guys coming over. You know, I see these guys playing. You know, I see these guys coming over, especially some of these guys who are top pro, who were drafted by an NHL team. They come over. They're playing college hockey already. Right? They were already drafted. They're coming over and playing college hockey, but then they leave after like their sophomore year. I mean, it kind of pisses me off, but I see what they're doing. You know, they're getting the two years of, of experience that they would have gotten if they would have been playing in the in the in the AHL, especially with the Europeans that are coming over. And UConn is the one is one of those teams that that's what they do. Where teams like Boston University and Boston College, you know, University of Michigan, um, North Dakota, they're probably Wisconsin, Minnesota. They're probably all picking all these teams, you know, all these local local hockey like prospects or blue chippers. But UConn has gone out and gotten these, um, gotten these European kids who have already been drafted. You know, Thomas Vomachka, who played for the who who played for the who played for UConn, is probably going to be the third. It's going to be the third string goaltender for the Nashville Predators next year. Now that Pekka Rene has retired, you know, he's like third in line. So maybe, you know, I know we already have, I know we already have a, you know, a boatload of guys, you know, goaltending is basically set for the next couple of years. But I have a feeling that this Svedback kid, you know, might actually, you know, be one of those guys that could possibly, you know, be the backup to Jeremy Swayman someday or even Vladar. But, you know, right now you really can't say anything about, you know, I know the draft, you know, the draft was this past weekend, you know, and you hear about these players and then you hear what kind of players they are, but you really can't judge these guys. I mean, you know, just because, I see a video, a YouTube video of, you know, some kid from Lithuania, you know, from Kazakhstan, you know, and he scored, he, you know, he went out and scored 50 goals. Doesn't mean he's going to be a 50 goal scorer in the, in, in North America. You know, who knows? He could possibly come here, you know, you know, be so horrible, go and then go play over in the KHL. So, you know, it's, it's. It's going to be interesting. I like following young players. All right. I love since ever since my days as a, as a Whalers fan, I enjoyed watching the entry draft every June. Sitting there sweating my nuts off in my bedroom with the fan going, anticipating the draft and seeing what got, you know, who they draft. Who was their number? Who was their first round pick? Is he going to make an impact? You know, who, you know, there, there have been times where, you know, the first round pick has turned it out to be a bust and there's, and their third round pick has been better than him and he's had longevity, you know, you know, the first round pick could, could stay, could stay there and not even show, you know, be, not even be on the roster two or three years later, but then you have a third or fourth liner that's still sticking around. So who knows which one of these kids you know which one? Which one of these kids is going to be sticking around and wearing the black and gold, and possibly being a replacement for Krejci, for Bergeron, for Marshawn, for Hall? You know, 
you know, for I'm not going to say Charlie McAvoy because Charlie McAvoy is still a little, you know, still young. So is Carlo. So is Grizzlick. But still, you know, you got to look forward. You know, you got to, you, you know, I know a lot of people out there. I know a lot of you listeners probably don't really care about who the Bruins are drafting right now. But this is your future. You're drafting your future right now. And the thing is, you got to keep an eye on these kids. Yeah, I know that the European kids are kind of hard to keep track of. But, and the to be honest, the college kids are a lot easier to be, you know, because, you know, they have four colleges and, you know, the Bruins have like all these cocky East schools at their disposal to go watch these other players. I mean, I would love to see a, a Boston Bruins draft pick playing for, you know, playing for UConn or Quinnipiac or even, or even Sacred Heart or Yale. You know, I think it would be cool. But, you know, we're going to have to see, you know, what, how some of these European kids, you know, pan out because I, we know we all, you know, they're, they're, they're really hard to judge when you don't know what's going on. Okay. And you really don't, you really don't know anything about some of these guys until you won't know anything about any of these kids until, especially the Europeans until they get to Providence, because that's when you'll know, that's when the fans will realize, Hey, this kid's good. That kid's good. Nobody's going to know if, you know, some guy, some kid who's playing over in Sweden is good enough. So, you know, it's just going to be a wait and see kind of thing. And, you know, I think that this draft was pretty good. Uh, you know, they got some they got some skill. And it just depends on where these guys are going to want, you know, what's going to happen, you know, within a few years, you know. You know, is this team, I mean, are they going to be part of a massive rebuild for the Boston Bruins? I mean, Swayman, you know, you still, you got Swayman. You, you know, you got Vladar back there. You have three really good defense. You know, you have defense, you know, McAvoy, Grizzlick, and Carlo. And then, you know, f- from there, you don't know what you got. You know, you might have, you know, John Beecher in there. You're going to have, you're going to have Jack Stanika in there. You're going to have Trent Frederick in there. You know, once, you know, basically once, you know, guys like Marshawn, Bergeron, Krejci, Rask are gone. These kids that they're drafting are your future, and it's going to be a wait and see. Let's see what kind of kids, what kind of talent these kids that they drafted over the weekend are have. We don't know yet. We probably won't know until they step foot in, in the Dunkin' Donuts Center in Providence. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch some. It's it's gonna be fun to watch and see what happens once Bergeron, once Krejci, once. You know, once those core veteran players go, what happens with these kids that they drafted last year and this year? You know, what's going to happen with with John Beecher? What's going to happen with Stanika? What's going to happen to Oscar Steen? You know, all these all these other players. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting for the Boston Bruins. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And are you interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Now, next week's episode will be posted, but it's going to be a little late. It's going to be posted on Friday, August 6th. 
um, probably early in the morning or sometime in the afternoon. I don't know when because I got some big things going on personally, that exciting things that are going to be happening personally. And um, that's why the why the um, the podcast is going to be uh, delayed a couple of days. So Friday, uh, sometime Friday, uh, August sixth, I'm going to put I'm going to post it, and it'll be out. Uh, come some of the things I'll talk about uh, will probably be free agency, free agency, free agency. I don't know what else I'll be able to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about the schedule since that came out. And, um, you know, we'll talk about maybe some important games and maybe, you know, hopefully we have some news by, by next, by the next podcast that the Bruins signed David Krejci, they got some help on defense as far as a veteran goes. And maybe, you know, not that I'm crossing my, not, not that I'm holding any hope, but getting a veteran goaltender for at least the first half of the season. So, um, thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.